All right, Seth Rollins puts another member of the roster on the shelf for being an unsafe worker. The IC title gets vacated, and the NWA is taking us to Carneyland. I'm Chrissy Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun, and he's the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. And you're listening to episode 42 of the WrestleGen Podcast. Oh, yeah! You, WCW What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, isn't that too It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo. Where are kids? Already. <laughs> yes. All right, so. What's going on, guys? Uh, not a whole lot. As much. I was ready to talk about the uh, car wreck that was Money in the Bank. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we can get into Money in the Bank if you want to. Dirty white boys. I'm all right. We'll get there. Later. We should be talking about some some man's man's. Some man's man's later. We'll, we'll definitely talk man's about man. that. <laughs> definitely talk about that. Oh, good times. All right. Uh, as always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at WrestleGettingPod. That's with two Ds. Twitter at WrestleGettingPod with one D because we all know Twitter can't handle two Ds. Two Ds. Also like the Facebook page at Russell Gunn Pod or Facebook Facebook.com slash Russell Gunn Pod. I've not been drinking tonight. Just so we're on the same page. Uh, stay up to date with all the happenings with the show. Any questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, uh, dick pics. Well, dick pics can be sent to Garrett. Um, but anything else can be sent to askrussellgun at gmail.com. Uh, You can send busty Asian pics to my email address. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. All right. Uh, I've got nothing for follow-up from last week, so we will just uh, jump right in to the news. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 All right, so not a lot of news this week. Um, we have a couple things to talk about. Um, NWA, at the end of their Superpower broadcast, um, William Patrick Corgan, not Billy Corgan, William Patrick Corgan, had announced that the NWA will be taking us to Carneyland next week. As the uh, future of the NWA is still kind of up in the air, we have no clue what this Carneyland show is going to be. He said he couldn't explain it, so that's yeah, always I, good. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be like a backyard ring type thing. I guess. Or like a ring setup. So this is my I guess. Was thinking my guess. Like a- oh, go ahead. Go like back in the day, 
Can, okay, I was just gonna say like back in the day, um, like corny was like like fairs. So wrestling used to like it started off like at fairs, so like people would come see people wrestle like fairs and uh, like one leg and stuff like that. So like, I'm hoping that's what we get. I hope we get like a you know. And his tag team partner is like a one-legged chicken, you know, and they take on like a, a bear or something. Trevor That's Murdoch's cool. going to wrestle a bear. It's, I mean, I was going to say Trevor yeah. Murdoch versus like a, <laughs> like a oversized hog or something. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking big pig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trevor Murdoch wrestles a bear, and then Camille arm wrestles. I don't know, like a dog or something. I don't know. No. I don't know. Camille, Camille would be the. Um, you remember, like, uh, when you go to the fair and it's like, oh, come see the woman <laughs> with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, we can't. We can't do a Durham native dirty like that. Come on. <laughs> I know. What's it up, me? Nate Valentine. <laughs> Nate Valentine can be the bearded lady. His lord. Yeah, she can take some of Saul's hair, whatever he's got left on top of his head. <laughs> Cut that ponytail off and glue it to her chin. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. that Those freaking like diary updates are so annoying. No, it's not that they're annoying. It's yeah. she's annoying. Yeah. I think she's gonna end up turning on Sal anyway. So. You see it happening. Ah, oh, so that's NWA and Carneyland. Uh, let's see, some WWE news. Looks like they are stripping Sami Zayn of the IC title and will start a tournament on Friday Night SmackDown. Ah. Uh, I kind of understand their point of doing this. Um, I mean, at any given time, they did say that if any wrestler feels uncomfortable wrestling during the pandemic, that they you know, don't have to. Well, why are we stripping Sami Zayn of the Intercontinental title? Why are we stripping Jordan Devlin of the Cruiserweight title? But it's okay for Brock Lesnar during a, a non-pandemic to sit at home for two months straight with a WWE or Universal Championship. Yep. <laughs> Just yep, and that's all you got. Yep, that's all I mean. I mean, well, the thing for me is, is, is so is he stuck <laughs> in Canada? Is is that the issue here? Or he's not stuck in Canada. He just doesn't want to wrestle. But here's the real thing. Why do they still say Sami Zayn's name, but ooh, Roman Reigns, who's had cancer, who does, who actually, you know, doesn't want to wrestle for actual physical purposes? They don't even let the commentator say his name. Well, I think the reason for that is because Roman pulled out of WrestleMania. With all the build and everything for the match with him and um, who's supposed to wrestle Goldberg with him and Goldberg. I'm sorry. Uh, everything that they built in. The I think his up with health that. matters more than a fucking match. Well, I understand that. And 
you know, the general audience understands that. But if you look at it from Vince's point of view and how much money they sunk into promoting that match, just to have like one of your top draws decide, hey, I don't want to. Like Vince, Vince is a salty dog. I mean, come on. He's a... And just asked uh, Owen. Just asked Owen Hart. Uh, you know, um, Vince might ask you to put your life on the line for Edmund Daniels wrestling. Pretty much. Yep. I mean, but I look at it this way: one person steps out, and that's room for someone else to step up. I mean, granted, it was Strowman of all people, but yep. you know, we're just two years too late for putting a title on Strowman. Yep. I mean, I didn't like Roman Reigns, anyways. Like, I kind of you didn't like Roman Reigns. You did it like the yeah. the woman of the Waynes. I think it's just like the super, the super punch thing. Like if he would blaze the super punch, I probably would respect him a little more. I really don't like the the Superman punch either. Not as a finisher. Not as a finisher. I think if he used it as more of like a setup to the spear instead of the other way around, then yeah. But. Having the Superman punch be the finisher, I man. I mean, it's not like Regal's power of the punch, you know, where he's pulling out some brass knucks. Yeah. Crazy. But, um, so, who really on SmackDown could they possibly put in this tournament? So, I mean, well, it seems like everybody's on whatever show they want to be on. Uh, you know, uh, McIntyre's wrestling Corbin next week. Uh, oh, that's right. You know, Charlotte's going to be on SmackDown on. tonight. Or not tonight, tomorrow night. I forgot they announced the uh, the simplified version of the wild card rule. But they said they're going to limit it, though. Stupid. Whatever. Yeah, it was at the request of NBC and Fox. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense to lackluster ratings. So it kind of makes sense too because they don't have a whole lot of wrestlers anyway going between the shows. Well, I mean, they're using the same like five people for Cor- each show. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't for know. For right now, I mean, that's cool. But what happens after the pandemic's over and things are allowed to get somewhat back to normal? We still gonna have this talent bouncing back and forth or are we going to get back to the roster split or what they should do I hope back to a roster split what they could do is if you lose a match in a tournament you get kicked off the roster and get released from WWE <laughs> there you go but, but yeah but then they can go to AEW and be so awesome like the 43 year old Lance Archer and, oh my god, I love Jake Snake Roberts. He might die any day, but damn it, I still love him. Yeah, but fuck WWE for putting Shawn Michaels and Triple H on here to announce a pay-per-view. <laughs> Triggered! Triggered! <laughs> this is fucking stupid. That's legit what happened this week. I like Everybody was losing their shit. Over Michaels and Triple H announcing a pay per view, but then it's like AEW has Jake the Snake Roberts on there every week. It's like, oh man, Jake's so awesome. I mean, I can, I love Jake the Snake Roberts. He's awesome. 
but you can't criticize one company for doing something and not say shit about another company for doing the same damn thing. Uh-huh. Brian Alvarez. Uh-huh. Fucking tool. Well, I think um I think the the thing that they are getting at is it's more like like Triple H and Shawn Michaels has always like been seen as like guy to click or whatever. Where like Dick the Snake is like a you know, that's, Legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I get you. I mean, the way they're using Jake is fine because he's, he's there as a mouthpiece. Because when Archer was in WWE and Impact, he couldn't talk for shit. Like, I don't know, really know how well he did on the mic in New Japan. Um, because like, I really didn't follow him that closely. But, you know, obviously they mm-hmm. wanted a mouthpiece for him. And Jake the Snake Roberts is probably is the best mouthpiece that you can get for someone. Um, but the way they're using them is fine. It's just my issue is when people bitch about WWE doing it, then AEW does the same thing, and it's like, oh, AEW so awesome. Because yeah. I guarantee, because AEW if, if is this so would awesome. happen, if that would happen in WWE, like if they brought Jake in to be a mouthpiece for someone, they would hate. People would have been bitching yep. because, yeah. Because WWE did it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I would love to see Jake with Nate set money in the bank. It probably made it a lot better. <laughs> Much better than that fake ass Doink the Clown. I, yeah, that kind of that kind of pissed me off. Right, it's just it's like Noel Foley's I'll just say it's boyfriend. Noel Foley's boyfriend. Had to because he's under contract. I'm pretty sure. Uh, what did he be under contract for? I don't remember, man. I'm pretty sure that like, he's been like. He's not a wrestler. This guy wants to be a full time clown. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he is. Like, I okay. could be wrong. That was his whole aspiration in life was to be a clown. Mick Foley's oldest son is a writer. I know that. Um, yeah, I don't know if he still is, but he was at one point. But... Yeah, I don't remember. I went dissing like that and let everyone know that he's a writer. Because WWE's been writing some <laughs> shit. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's none of his ideas because I'm sure they're pretty decent. But Yep. I mean, that's what happens when you hire soap opera writers and comedy writers who have no background with the actual product at all. Yep, 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 yep. But, um, yeah, so back to the IC title tourney. So, what do you think? Like Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, Nakamura, uh, Austin Theory, Gulak, Angel Garza, Gabba Gulak, Alistair Black. I don't know. I think it'd be better just to retire the title. Each brand should have like one title and then everybody's just fighting against <clears throat> just fighting each other for no reason. They have nothing to fight for, but we just need one title. That's all they need is one title. Well, it's better than, uh, well, you got a champion of the universe uh, and then you got a champion of the world. <laughs> And then you have the champion of the continent because they're intercontinental champions. Uh, you have uh, the champion of uh, um, the United States of America. My, 
my biggest thing is if they actually booked the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title to actually mean something like it used to, I don't have a problem with the titles. It's just like they're just like accessories now. That that's all they are. Yeah. There's no reason. There's no like payoff to being the Intercontinental Champion. It's not like back in the day when like you had like guys like Ultimate Warrior, or Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, like holding the the Intercontinental Title and actually I mean, meant something. That's because I had one world title, but then so the title meant something because it was the second title you can get. Whereas in now, like. Title that you can get with the company. I guess. I yeah, you're I'm breaking, breaking up. up we are breaking up. Uh, Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I got it. I was saying that. Um, I was saying that the Intercontinental back in the day when Ricky Steamboat, um, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. Uh, Ultimate Warrior. It was the second best title, second best title in the in the organization. You know, now it's either third or fourth. But even then, maybe. like with it being the second best title, some of those matches for the Intercontinental title were better than the matches for like the WWF title. Yeah, because it was guys trying to prove that they were yeah. better than Hogan. Uh, you know and what I mean? Like, honest. Pretty much like Macho Man, what he did My with grandmother could wrestle better than Hogan. Um, that's what. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We'll see Friday who they put into this title tournament. So. Yep. Hopefully, though, uh, we lost Jesus. Uh, hopefully they'll throw like a Daniel Bryan in there, you know, Shinsuke, Cesaro, you know, like some of these guys that were in contention for the Intercontinental title to begin with. Uh, maybe putting it back on Daniel Bryan may actually have it mean something again, but doubtful. Or even like a new face like Aleister Black, maybe one of the U- the IC title. You know. Yeah, could work. We want that, Carl. Alistair Black is Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. I, I mean, I could say, well, he's dead. Him and Rimmer are dead. So. Well, but I him. mean, you obviously didn't watch uh, Raw this week. Well, the last thing I saw was Money in Bank Garrett, and they both got thrown off the side of a building. So. And landed on a very comfortable mat that you can very clearly hear. <laughs> It sounded like a splash in a pool. <laughs> oh, man. We'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> all right. So that's that's pretty much all I got for actual wrestling news. Um, we're getting to the points of articulation, and then we'll talk about the uh, asshole comedian that wants to call wrestling fans fucking retards. So, um, but uh, first, let's jump into the, the points of articulation. These aren't dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. All right, so I only got a couple things on here. They, it was another slow news day, but um, 
the Target exclusive WWE Legend Series 7 um, went up for pre-order on Target.com. Uh, pretty much all of them as of right now. Uh, when I checked earlier today, uh, Bobby Heenan and Razor Ramon were still available for pre-order. Uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine has sold out. Um, unfortunately, Sting was removed from the line uh, due to not being under contract with WWE anymore. So kind of shitty because I was looking forward to that Sting figure as it was like the debut like crow attire Sting. So kind of sucks. But, oh well. but he can go to AW and sign there and be awesome. Yeah. Or he just retire. AEW confirm. <laughs> but he's he's got one more match in him. He's got one more match. You know, after after Rollins, you know, injured him to the point where he had to re- like retire from active competition. But he's got one more match. He's got one more match soon. He can do it. AEW. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, Ringside Collectibles had announced that the WWE Ghostbusters crossover figures are now available for purchase on their website. Locked down the entire set for about 95 bucks, which isn't a bad deal at all for the set of five of those. Um, no, Chris, yeah, that's great considering I, I couldn't find them. Oh, you couldn't find them? <laughs> couldn't find them at all. Like every Walmart I went to, like freaking use like Brickseek and Pop Finder with the damn UPC code and like couldn't find them at all. Damn. She pissed me off. <laughs> I really wanted them too. <laughs> so I'll just have to order them off a of ringside. <laughs> all right. But uh, that's going to run down the figure news. And now let's get into. I don't even remember what this comedian's name is. Like, Carl, you said your wife listens to him. So. I, I mean, it- she listens to this podcast now. The comedian is himself. I listen to him. Uh, Tom Segura. Oh. Uh, he's pre- I mean, he's pretty funny. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, I mean, he's a comedian, so, I mean, he was trying to troll uh, wrestling fans. Uh, and it was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, uh, when I first uh, heard it, I was like, man, it'd be uh, nice to cut like a a promo against him. Um, but it was like a little too late because I think like WWE and all them responded. And, yeah. yeah, I just, you know, that's cool. Like, you can think what you want about wrestling. We're, there's still going to be its fans. We all know that it's scripted. We all know the outcomes are predetermined. But what goes on in the ring, like I'd probably say about ninety percent of it, you know, there's you can't train for. Like you can't train to fall through a stack of tables. Like it just it doesn't work that way. So like you can't train to you know accidentally slip off the top rope and tear your groin. Like the stuff doesn't. Like these guys just think that they can that just because the outcomes are predetermined that the whole thing is fake. No. That's just my biggest thing. And then then calling us like fucking retards. Like really? You had to drop the R word on 
on wrestling fans because it's something that you don't like or understand. You know, I don't know. That's that's just my opinion on it. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't been attacked by like the Special Olympics or something for dropping dropping that. <laughs> yep. <sighs> what a dick. <laughs> uh, you know, he's just doing it to draw attention to himself and his podcast and all that other fun stuff, which a lot of people do that at the expense of wrestling fans. So, Paige. yeah, we're used to it. Yep. All right. So that's going to wrap up our new segment and all that fun stuff. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our get in the ring segment. Talk about some SmackDown, some Money in the Bank. God, what a train wreck that was. Um, some Raw, NXT, NWA, AEW. Uh, so excited NWA was back. So. Yeah. I was going to start to say that Money in the Bank was pretty retarded. <laughs> no, it's money, it's money in the stink. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, oh man! All right, we'll be back in like thirty seconds. Stay tuned. What's up, everyone? This is Chris the Heat Matthews, the host of the Wrestle Geddon Podcast, and I want to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and they give you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Um, getting in the ring here. Uh, let's run down some WWE news. Uh, SmackDown, not WWE news, weekly results. Um, SmackDown, we had more build for Money in the Bank. Uh, we saw Sonya go over Mandy, which kind of, I don't understand that one at all. And that's just so they're terrible. building up Mandy. <laughs> it, it looked terrible. It's terrible. No, but it was still better than AEW's Fatal 4-Way Women's Match. Uh, yeah, we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, but if you're building up Mandy, why would you have Sonya go over her? Unless they have like some more matches planned for the two of them. Uh, like It just doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. Like Mandy really hasn't gotten her like retribution for what Sonya did to her. Who knows? 
Uh, let's see, we had Jeff Hardy make his return. Now I'm going over Sheamus. And then there's like a whole bunch of other shit that nobody cared about. So, um, That was pretty much the build for Money in the Bank. Uh, let's get into Money in the Bank. Money in the Stank. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the pre-show. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch the pre-show either. Um, but Jeff Hardy wrestled Cesaro. Which I'm sure it was a pretty good match. I mean, it's Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. I mean, Cesaro can have a match with a broom and still be five stars. No. Ah, uh, yeah. So main show, the New Day retained in a fatal four-way match against Lucha House Party, Miz and Morrison, and the Forgotten Sons. Um, wasn't bad, but I think I feel like because the Usos weren't involved in this match, that was kind of missing something. There's like no disrespect to the other three teams outside of the New Day, but I the Usos and the New Day, like the chemistry that they have is just bar none right now in WWE. And with them, with um, I think Jimmy's injured or James, one of them's injured, um, kind of putting them out of the, the ring for a little bit. I yeah, think that, um, that hurt the match. Yeah, to me, it was a decent match, just kind of predictable. Like some of the like, big spots, I kind of seen it coming. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we had. We actually had a pretty interesting segment. That was um, our truth was originally scheduled to take on MVP, which was announced um, I think it's Friday or Saturday afternoon. It's one of the two matches they announced. The other one was Jeff Hardy and Cesaro. Um, but, yeah, we were supposed to get Lashley – or not Lashley um, – MVP and R-Truth. Lashley had come out and told MVP that he's got the night off and he just destroys R-Truth um, as Truth was trying to, like, cool, I got the night off too. Let me, how come he get the night off? <laughs> that was probably the most entertaining thing on the entire pay-per-view was you know, yeah, just was- the interaction between R-Truth and Lashley. Yeah, that's pretty much my like favorite match of the night, really. Our uh, truth, man, he really sold Bobby Lashley. Like, you know, I love that guy. Our uh, truth is a phenomenally underrated talent. Yeah, like he—he's someone like, like look what he did. Like the twenty-four-seven title was pretty much a joke. Well, our truth made it entertaining. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, stuff like that. Like, if they, like, R-Truth had that run, what, U.S. title? Yes. Yeah. Like, years ago, which was pretty good. Like, he's been a tag team champion. He was a freaking NWA heavyweight champion when he left WWE the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, R-Truth can hold a title. He can carry a title. He can hold on. He can hold solid matches. Like, maybe give him a run with the IC title or even put him up against Andrade for the U.S. title. Yeah. No, I can I can see him holding one of those titles again. But um, but it was cool. Lashley actually shown a bit of personality, which which is great. Um, instead of just being like this is probably some of the best stuff that Lashley's done since he mm-hmm. was paired up with Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. And, like that whole Lana Rusev story arc, which is terrible. Really did yeah. no favors to him, but I think now they're looking to split him and Lana up anyway. 
So hopefully they'll break him off and they'll pair him up with MVP, which worked very well when they were in impact together. So. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't good. Like, like I said, but I mean, all of that was the art of truth, but yeah, I, I really liked that match and found it entertaining. <laughs> uh, even last week, like I said, last week, that gauntlet match, like Lashley looked really good in that gauntlet match, especially the stuff with him and um, him and Titus. Mm-hmm. Uh, then him and um, Berto, who he took on again Monday night. Like, there's a lot of good stuff in that match. So, like, even even here, you know, it was a quick to the point match, and that showcased Lashley pretty well. I mean, our truth has a great does a great job of putting people over. So, that's for sure. All righty, absolutely. Uh, so we have Bailey retaining against Tamina, which. Like we said during our picks last week, if you picked anyone but Bailey, you're a moron. We meet. We meet. Sasha is not going to do a hook, uh, a turn, and turn on Bailey. <laughs> I I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Honestly, I mean, I mean, basically that's what's going to happen. Like, I mean, everybody knows like who's writing on the wall. Like, I think it's their own. I get. I bet you this is their build-up, their uh, match for SummerSlam. Should be, yeah. Bailey's gonna hold that title till SummerSlam, and then Sasha's gonna Sasha's gonna be the one to take it off of her. You want to hear what I wrote in my notes? Oh God, I'm scared to ask. Dana bro, you women's champion. Wrote, no, I wrote Bailey. Please shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like her trash dog is fucking garbage. <laughs> Apparently, there's a, a thing going around um, Twitter and Instagram right now with Bailey. Apparently, her ass is getting bigger. She's uh, doing those squats, my boy. Doing those squats. <laughs> Gotta be. Like, people are like documenting like the size of Bailey's ass. <laughs> I mean, it's a. Uh... <laughs> It's uh, something to keep your eyes on. She needs to get like insurance, like J Lo got on her ass. Yep. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so we go from Bailey's ass to just an ass. Uh, Braun Strowman retained over Bray Wyatt. Uh, match wasn't bad. Like and people were bitching because like the puppets were at ringside and. Like, oh, they can't put, like, actual talent at ringside, but it's okay for them to have the puppets out there. Like, really? <laughs> like, it's part of the damn gimmick. Duh. Well, me, I, I just didn't like uh, the whole dramatization of it. It's, um, I'm tired. Oh, this guy's going to win, but he's in the middle of the ring. Yeah. You know. Uh, but it's still better than money in the bank match. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. We had uh Drew McIntyre retain over Seth Rollins, which was probably the second best match of the night. I mean yeah. it's like slim pickings to begin with, so 
there's like a, a few things that I didn't like about that match. Uh, and it, I guess it kind of started with um, uh, McIntyre, like at the beginning, was saying, like, uh, I know I look like Goliath, but I'm a David. And then, yeah. like, then he went out to the ring, and I mean, they kind of for this, like, someone's like fucking man, and bigger than someone, and it's like, I don't know, I just didn't like they put it together uh, all that well. I mean, I didn't like the fact to play it so top of still picking up, but you got man. And then the whole like Seth Rollins like didn't use the chair like to use chair to heal like go get the chair and guess yourself after you and sit there and wait and it's the figure out what the hell you're gonna do while you're on it this move. Does Carl sound like a robot to anybody oh, yeah. else? We got robot uh, Carl on. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that. You can cut that ran out of the out of the podcast. It's like what? <laughs> got robot Carl. <laughs> Domo arigato, Mister Roboto. Like Carl loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, let's let's get into the. Uh, the money in the bank match itself. Just just terrible. Oh my God. Like I was expecting so much more from this. Mm-hmm. Like and I know they kept they kept saying, like, you know, it's not gonna be your traditional money in the bank match. I get that. You know, what they were doing with it, but it was so like bad. Like there was a couple spots in there, like Oscar you know, starting the match from the next floor up and diving onto the, the group of women. Okay, cool. You know, Oscar uses some strategy here to try to get a one up. Like, I love Oscar to begin with. So, I mean, it's like we're cool. And we lost Jesus. Uh. <laughs> but, um, like, there are some other spots in there, like, especially with the women. Jesus <laughs> is back. Uh, there's some other spots in there, like with um, when Dana, when they're like in the Money in the Bank mm-hmm. conference room, and she thought she had won the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, that was there. That was pretty funny. And then like Carmella smacks her over the head with the picture of Carmella with the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> I didn't like the fact that Stephanie McMahon wasn't there. Oh. Like you get anybody like with any kind of knowledge knows that was like a cut screen, and like Stephanie was really in the room talking. Yeah. Jesus, I don't know. That was garbage. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Like, what the hell? No. But it was cool. I did like that part at the very least. Just Dana Brooke sold a lot of stuff, and I think she did a really good job in this match. Um, I think Dana is a highly underused and underrated talent. That may just be my opinion, but. I think she's she could be destined for more um, further down the line, whether it be like tag like a tag team run with Carmella, or maybe even a solo run with the SmackDown Women's Title. But I think Dana could do it. Yeah, no, I agree. 
I think she's definitely proved a More lot than over Tamina. the past little bit of uh, her abilities in the ring. Oh. But they um they focused a lot on the men though during this. Like you saw a little bit like the women kind of dominated the beginning, but the rest of it was was the men. Which was like really I don't know, it just didn't didn't sit well with me. And I kinda had a feeling that was gonna happen when they said they're gonna be like happening simultaneously. So but we did get some cool spots. Oh, was it was it really more I don't know, maybe I was uh, just not enjoying it all together. But I mean they had like Yeah, I mean it seemed like it was. No. I don't know. Like and then a lot of stuff with like Otis was stupid, like him in the cafeteria, like, oh yeah, like just eating everything. It's like, come on, man. I mean the whole Otis thing was did you say wait did you say like uh that. Otis quit giving us fat men a, a bad name? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. But the uh the one part with him and Daniel Bryan doing the yes kicks and Otis standing there going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that was funny. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that one. Then because Otis got the kicks too. So, <laughs> uh there's that part. There was um the uh the bit with Vince McMahon, AJ Styles, and Daniel Bryan. I thought it was kind of entertaining. Uh <laughs> Like the best part was like AJ's like, hey, get the chairs, get the chairs, and then you go put the chairs back. Yeah, I, I don't, I didn't like that. I was like, oh. one, why the hell is Vince in his fucking uh, office on a fucking Sunday night uh, during a pay per view, fucking diddling on his computer, and then surprised that there's fucking people fight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> fucker, you were in my office. Uh, I guess they're just trying to play it off because, like, Vince is always in his office. <laughs> but, yeah, he should have been at Gorilla during the pay-per-view, so I don't know why he was and there. And then, either. like, Vince looks like he's about to die. Like, I don't know, man. Like, did he even stand up straight? I Maybe not. I don't know, but... But did you see that um, while we're while we're talking about Vince, this is something I forgot to put in the news too. Um, apparently Gronk was afraid afraid to do that dive at WrestleMania, so Vince had to demonstrate it for him that it was safe, which makes sense. Seventy four year old Vince McMahon stage dove onto like fifteen people, and Gronk was afraid what to do bitch. it. I was like, you got 15 people down there that are waiting to catch you. And I guess, like, because they they did, like, the low camera angle of his jump, uh, they did that because he was, um like, he just kind of bent over and fell off. Like, someone said it was like a toddler jumping into the pool for the first <laughs> time. That's funny. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> But yeah, it's like Vince is a crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, good shit. This is good shit. 
All right. The only other thing, one of the other things that bothered me too with that Money in the Bank match was why was Baron Corbin trying to stop Asuka from getting the briefcase? Uh, who knows? Like, I don't understand that at all. Why was he trying to stop her? It had no impact on him getting the men's briefcase. My biggest yeah. thing is why did so he, my biggest he, thing is talk about everybody didn't go like up to the roof to begin with instead of like diddling that on the room and stopping the elevator on every floor. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Oh, we gotta stop at the gym. Hold on. And, oh, and then fucking AJ Styles was scared of the Undertaker poster. I'm like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> and why is there a room set up in the in WWE's corporate that has a coffin in it? Or the Money in the Bank conference room? It's like it's the Money in the Bank conference room. It's like get the fuck out of here. I mean, that makes more that makes more sense than having just a random room with that coffin in it. <laughs> and in all honesty, I was whole, I kind of thought the boogeyman was going to appear. Like in one of those rooms. Nope. No boogeyman. I could have just like edited him in there. But no, we couldn't do that. It sucks. <laughs> so we get fake ass doink the clown. Fake ass yeah, that doink kind of the clown. Me, that, that pissed me off too. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here with that shit. I did like uh, Brother Love though in the bathroom. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. cracked me up. I love you. But yeah, no, it was the only thing oh, good cool. about it. I would say is that they did do both matches at the same time. That way, we didn't have to like bear through it twice. It was just one fatal shot. Because I don't know if I could watch two of those fucking matches like sounds like back to back. Like man, that's so- yeah, I think. Yeah, the whole way it was done, there, there's no way. Like, they, it had to have been done that way. But, um, yeah, I just. Then the finish to, with the men grabbing the briefcase, like. And then I'm tired of that whole fucking, Legends. um, like, fumbling the uh, briefcase thing to win the match. So, like, fuck that. Like, if you want to have a, a ladder match, have somebody win the fucking ladder match, not fucking, oh, like, juggling the yeah. fucking briefcase at the end. It's like, Oh, Otis! Otis is in possession. Otis wins. It's like the motherfucker didn't climb the ladder, and he won the fucking ladder match. And then yeah. that's the next thing is like, so he's automatically going to get shot for the, a title now. Like, give me a fucking break. His character's stupid. Yeah. Now, if he came out as like some big burly like, badass I- motherfucker, you know. Uh, then it might be different, but the, the character he is now, like, if they made dumb. if Otis came out like Bam Bam Bigelow or the One Man Gang, or, I will fully support an Otis or title. Fucking Trevor Murdoch, like you know what I mean? Like you can be yeah. fucking big and bad, but like, <laughs> but, like I'm cool with him and Tucky. Okay, holding the uh, the tag team championships, but not Otis in a singles title, especially like the universal title or the yeah the universal championship. Like nah, 
Um, but he's not going to cash it in on Strowman. It's going to end up being cashed in on probably the Fiend, and like Otis is going to end up losing anyway. So, like, I really don't see them see him having the uh, having a title like that. Oh man! But that was Money in the Bank. This shit sure that it was. Oh my god, that's like your pay per view after WrestleMania, and that's that's what we get. Fucking garbage. This is really bad. Really, really not what I was expecting. And the lack of like ladder stuff was terrible. Like, is it because like they're on the roof and they were just maybe afraid? No, like, it was just. Uh, I don't know. I think it was just nobody wanted to do anything like too high risk. Like, all their stuff, like, there wasn't nothing like at risk at all in anything they did, except for maybe choking on some turkey meat in the food fire or something. <laughs> but like overall overall oh, I was kinda like what what hurt the most is like I was really, really disappointed in AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan and Ren Mysterio. Like I kinda lost a lot of respect for those guys like doing that match. It was, they should have said no. You know what I mean? Like no yeah. I don't like King Corbin and Aleister Black and Otis, like, I could see them being in something like that because they're young guys, and like, of course, they're going to do whatever makes Vince happy, but yeah, AJ Styles, Danny Brand, or Stereo, next time, dude, say fucking no, like, just like, oh, that's my bag in the car, and <laughs> just get in your car and drive the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm yeah, not doing this shit. shit. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, people talk shit about like Hogan and and like Warrior and like other people not doing shit. But I mean, sometimes you see why they didn't do shit because it was just gonna look, you know, retarded. Like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Like Austin. Yeah. Same thing with Austin. So, yep, it just didn't make sense for the character. So why not? Oh man. All right, let's jump into Monday Night Raw. Uh, we start off with Becky in the ring with the Money in the Briefcase, um, who basically announces that she is pregnant. So one thing we'll say, congratulations, Seth Rollins, on the sex. Um, Garrett, unfortunately for you, that is not your baby. Or is it? <laughs> or Fortunate is it? for you, you yeah, don't right. have to pay child support. <laughs> Uh, so Asuka is the new women's champion because inside the briefcase um, apparently was the Raw Women's title so. I mean it's cool I mean we'll get more of um, Asuka and Shayna for the title so I'm not complaining because those two seem to work pretty well together like they did with the Elimination Chamber and a couple of the other matches that they've been in together. So the only thing, cool the only that. thing I had to take away from this is like, was it like a mistake or was she trying to get pregnant? Because like, if she was trying to get pregnant all along, like I don't see why she couldn't have just lost at WrestleMania. And yeah, I know that's what apparent. That's why the, I guess that's why their match wasn't that great um, at WrestleMania because they're trying to go easy with her for being pregnant. Oh. So. 
Yeah, but I mean, she could have just lost. Like she could have, she could have dropped the title to Shayna at at Mania. So, I mean, that's what everybody was expecting to happen anyway. Was Shayna winning the title? But I guess, like in what a year and some change, she can come back. And like I never dropped the title, you know. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Uh, Lashley destroyed Humberto Carrillo again. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tazawa continues to lose. Like, they keep building him up on NXT and like 205, but he comes to Raw and he like jobs everybody. Like, it's, it's like they just don't like Tazawa on Raw. Huh. Drew McIntyre defeats Andrade for the 50th time in the last month. And biggest news coming out of Raw besides Becky's pregnancy is the return of the Iconics. Uh, which they defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross to earn a shot at the Women's Tag Team Championships next week. So looking forward to that. Uh, we had a six-man tag match with R-Truth and Two Fly, which is, of course, Cedric Alexander and Ricochet going over the team of Shane Thorne. His name like Brandon Vink, Brandon Vink, jobber number two, and MVP. Uh, Mysterio and Alistair Black win via disqualification against Rollins and Murphy. Uh, Mysterio apparently will be gone for a while since you know he gets thrown off a building and he's golden. But he gets his eye rammed into some steps, and you know he's gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, Shayna over in Natalia, and then uh, we had a segment with Orton challenging Edge to another match at uh, Backlash. Which so the funny the funny thing I read Edge about this straight up is so and like I don't remember I was like reading the results because I didn't get to finish Raw. And, and I mean it's not like it mattered that I didn't. Uh, one of the things the guy made a good point with was so I guess uh, when when like Orton was like saying the match, Edge was like really reluctant to take the match, and it's like the guy the guy, the point the guy made is why are you reluctant to take a regular one on one match, but you're not reluctant to take to fucking have a last man standing match and that's like something you voluntarily did. Yeah, Pretty but much. that was because, <laughs> that was because that's, that's why he's reluctant. Because of the last standing match, like you know, Orton brought out the worst in him, so he doesn't want to go back. Part of four. Uh... Basically, Carl saying is Orton brought out the worst in um, Edge in that last standing match, and Edge did not want to go back down that road. So, but uh, either way, we'll, it'll still be a pretty solid match. That last man standing match was good. Uh, my only complaint was it was just a little too long. So hopefully they'll uh, a regular match between the two of them won't be like an hour and a half. Uh, let's see. NXT, we've got some new tag team champions in Imperium, uh, defeating the team of Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, the interim cruiserweight championship tournament. Tony Nice goes to 0-3, and Atlas and Gallagher um, advance their win streak. 
Um, pretty much Tony Nese attacked Scott, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, prior to his match with Gallagher, which allowed Gallagher to pick up the win a little easier. Uh, which uh, Another match, uh, Cameron Grimes over Finn Balor, which should have been the main event of the show. Uh, solid match between the two of them. I mean, it's not really anything unexpected. Uh, Damian Priest did attack Finn Balor and then pretty much announced that he was the, the one that attacked Finn a few weeks ago. I'm cool with that. I like Priest, but like you made a point earlier when we were talking, Garrett, that uh, it seems to be Priest's gimmick that he yep. jumps people now. Just like hitting people with a nightstick. With a, with a crowbar. With a nightstick. <laughs> and yeah, then he loses He's lost match. a lot of matches. Yeah, but then the actual main event came with Matt Riddle taking on Thatcher. Um, apparently, the two couldn't be contained, so Regal made the match for later in the night. Um, Riddle, who surprisingly wins, um, even though he just got beat down by Imperium at the beginning of the show. So, I don't understand that one at all, but whatever. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to our Tuesday Night Delight. NWA returned with their superpower show, um, which we saw Camille um, destroying Maddie Max in a pretty solid match, which has already been shown before. Um, but that was still pretty cool to watch again. Uh, we had the Rock and Roll Express defeat Aaron Stevens and the no, question mark. A question mark. You wrote in the notes a question mark. Because I didn't feel like typing out question mark. Okay? I know. I just thought it was fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. After that. And <laughs> question mark. <laughs> uh, prior to that match, the Rock and Roll Express did a little interview, and they pretty much announced that they were going to be in the Crockett Cup again this year. Um, whenever the Crockett Cup takes place, um, still looking forward to that event. Hopefully, we get it this year. If not, then you know I'm cool with with the next year thing. But um, Robert Gibson might be dead by the time Crockett Cup comes around next year. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was going to say. Just... <laughs> I don't know. Great to be here. Not in that match at all. Like anytime <laughs> they have a tag match, Gibson hardly yeah. ever gets tagged in. Like, he may be in there, like, for two minutes, and that's it. And then he's back out again. It's like Ricky Morton works, like, the entire match. But you, you, want, like, you want to know why? He's it's just there to You want to know why? It's because he's got an unfair advantage. Because he can look at his opponent and the guy on the apron at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and now I want to say he's probably out there. Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean, I'll say it's like a Shawn Michaels getting the same way, man. Like he he can look at you and look across the room at the same time. So I mean, <laughs> but... and the and to be and to be honest, like Ricky uh, Morton kind of yeah, carried that like, team anyway. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you go back and watch like any of their old matches, it's it's pretty much ninety nine point nine percent Morton and. Point one percent Gibson. So, 
yeah, like all the promos and stuff, like you barely heard Gibson talk, just like now. It's all Morton. So. Oh, man. Uh, what else we have? We had Tasha Steeles uh, go over Marty Bell and Ashley Fox. Uh, Steeles also made her NW, her, um, not NWA, Impact debut this week as well. So it appears that she has signed with Impact Wrestling. Um, so we may not see her on NWA anymore. Which kind of sucks. I really like Tasha Steeles. Uh, wish her nothing but the best in her future in Impact yeah. Wrestling. Um, they do have a solid women's division there as well. So she might be able to grow a little more in that aspect. Thank God she didn't go to AEW. Ooh. <laughs> I, I see something oh, you missed in our notes. <laughs> you missed. What yeah. I missed. Oh, I did the um, yep. the tag team title match with um. Oh, I don't think they wrestled. The any, they, wrestled? they don't think they Is wrestled it, anybody. It wasn't the they did like a promo. I, think... I thought they wrestled. Did they? That was a, yeah. They defended that was, the titles. That was last. Yeah, they wrestled. Week. Uh, they defended the titles. <laughs> I no, they didn't finish the title. They're being a title. So it wasn't against. It wasn't against the bouncers. They, uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't wrestle, they, and they, they just were talking. Because they were talking, they were talking about the Crockett Cup stuff, and then you know they like no, you know uh, sure uh, Eddie Kingston talked first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they didn't wrestle. They because they're yeah. out there in street clothes. Yeah, because they're talking about the previous week when they defeated the bouncers. That's right. Because they they showed clips of them. Um, they ran down the uh, the match yeah. of them and um and the bouncers because they said you know they sent the bouncers back to the Ring of Honor, like all the other stuff and how um. Uh, Kingston's no, like didn't, uh, no. Didn't Ricky start wrestle? That was um. Did he lose the, that was the previous week, or is that like a what's that month? So that was yeah, that was the previous episode because he lost the uh, the TV title to uh, my man Outlandish Zicky Dice. No, it wasn't this week. It wasn't on uh, the. I feel like Carl watched the wrong. I was gonna say maybe. I think he watched the like episode like a while. Maybe I watched a different version. Well, they did. They did highlights. They showed highlights uh, recapping. No, I watched like the previous week. With um, they showed the highlights of Zicky Dice winning the title. They showed the highlights of uh, Storm and Drake. Um, defending the titles against the bouncers, because so. they recapped uh, Melina oh, okay. too, um, and her match with uh, yeah uh, Thunder Rosa, where uh, Camille came out and like speared the shit out of uh, and we're getting okay. uh, a triple threat. Cut. Yep, with uh, Melina, Allison, and Thunder Rosa, Rosa. <laughs> Uh, main event, which was one that I was looking forward to, Strictly Business, Nick Aldis and Tom Latimer taking on 
Villain Enterprises, Marty Skrull, and Brody King. Uh, which, unfortunately, Brody King and Skrull lost um, due to some outside interference. Uh, mainly Camille and uh, the other guy. Is it Roy, Roy Isaac? Something? Roy. Yeah, Roy Isaac. Oh, yeah, kind of disappointed. Oh, you knew it was going to happen, though, with the outside interference, but it's still a pretty solid match. Yeah, to see Brody King. I love Marty, especially yeah, that yeah, spot right. where he's yeah. like, he like yeah. the ref looking at Brody, and he's just like, oh, oh, he hit me in the back. I get him. He got me. <laughs> I love that, that shit, because he's done that before. Oh, Mark wrestling. Awesome. Uh, I think he did that before, like, <laughs> when he was rest when he wrestled uh all this last time he did it with like Camille to get her ejected. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But Camille's only doing it for the softball mom. The softball moms that, that said that that she was too too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Too big. All those, all that stadium full of Karens. <laughs> I want to talk to the coach. <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that was a uh, NWA, which is pretty good. So, as always, uh, I'm really interested to see where this Carney Land thing is going to be. Yep, indeedy. Uh, I mean, everybody was talking about that. Everybody uh, talking about the the Wednesday night war, but I don't know. I think NWA with the Tuesday night has like stolen. I mean, yeah, the uh, only thing that's on Tuesday nights besides the, uh, the NWA show. is freaking Impact and AEW Dark. And I really think I think AEW Dark draws more views than NWA does, but like overall product, the NWA has got one of the best products running right now. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed it over yeah. uh, Money in the Bank, it was and that's a, supposed to be a pay-per-view, yeah. you know? Like, and that's the thing, though, like, NWA doesn't have a lot of, like, up-and-coming stars on there. I mean, with the exception of, like, Ricky Starks, and like, even Zicky Dice isn't, like, the youngest guy on the roster. But it's still a name that you that you're not familiar with up until this point. Like, I didn't know who the hell he was. I wish I did it. I wish and, I didn't like, know who he was. Like, even, like, Latimer... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you'll be on board. You'll be on the dice train soon. It's okay. <laughs> soon you'll be walking around just going outlandish. I can't get behind reason. the guy that uh, that likes his <laughs> fanny more than uh, actually wrestling in the ring. <laughs> oh man, I love Ziggy guys. <laughs> He's better yeah. than the Rock Junior. Yeah, better than half of AEW's roster, especially the women's division. <laughs> and what a segue! <laughs> AEW um, started off with the tag team match: Beth's friends going over Jurassic Express. Uh, did you see that flying kick that Phoenix hit Orange Cassidy with? Uh, no, because I didn't get a chance to watch it. 
know because I don't have. I did. Oh wait, my wait. God. Orange I will say Cassie's though, I did see that Orange Cassidy was wearing a mask, and I'm very proud. Yes. Yes. He's following social guidelines. <laughs> but he was like standing on the ramp, telling like I think it was like Chuck or Trent, whoever was in the ring, like he's telling him to get up. And just out of nowhere, Phoenix comes with like this freaking flying kick to Orange Cassidy's face. I was like, holy shit, where did he come from? It was like fucking like Bruce Lee type thing. It was awesome. And then um MJF. Uh, MJF had jumped uh, Marco Stunt to, yeah. um, after the match. Wardlow threw Marco Stunt to the barricade. <laughs> did you see that? Uh, oh, yeah. Did you see that uh, Marco Stunt was free next week, so he's wrestling MJF. <laughs> Which is yeah. funny because, like, the way the way I read it oh, was like, the it was like a permission sleep like sheet that he signed his name on. I was like, that's great. I was like, fucking Marco Stunt has to get permission to even wrestle for a day. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, so we go into that. Then we go to the uh, Fatal 4-Way women's match, um, which was Sheeta, Penelope Ford, um, Britt Baker, and Chris Statlander. Oh my god. Glad I didn't watch it after fun. what I seen. Yeah, I showed you that clip. There was a uh, a spot in this match, Carl, where um Britt Baker hits a Canadian destroyer. As like Statlander is supposed to roll out of the ring or something, and freaking um Baker's like trying to grab her leg. Like like she's like right there. She's like acting like she can't reach her. And then she like gets up, and then Penelope Ford does a lethal injection, mm-hmm. like a little springboard cutter thing. And Baker like jumps into it, like as she's going to grab her for the cutter. Mm-hmm. It was just so awkward and so like out of place. Like it was, it was terrible. Wow. Yeah, it was really, it was really like, bad. I think at the very least, at the very least, if Penelope Ford would have hit Baker first. Before doing the handspring into the cutter, it probably would have been. It probably might may have saved that, but it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so bad, so bad. They they really need to hire someone like a better producer for their women's matches because whoever is doing it is doing a terrible job. They need Finley. Well, it's not about prediction. It's just, a, uh, it's just, you know, if you're doing some kind of spot and people uh, are not, you know, trained enough to do spots or make it look good to take this a spot. Well, the other I mean, point with the, the producer, too, is like, okay, whole, so whole like it could have been one of those things where like, hey, you know, you're going to get up. She's going to hit the uh, the springboard, you know, the handspring cutter on you, whatever lethal injection, which is what it should what it's called when Jay Lethal does it. Like she's gonna hit the lethal injection on you, but you no, know, Penelope, make sure that you know you hit her first to set her up for it, not just you know like flip by her and then come back while she's standing there staring at you, waiting for you to you know grab her and drop her. Oh, sounds like they need yeah. the uh, ACW. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, people uh, were cheering. Uh, I mean, it's, it's AEW. Right. 
like and you can't you can't say anything negative about AEW because like the internet sparks and AEW fanboys get their panties in a wad and you know they have to dust off the Cheetos from their fingertips to uh, the right comments explaining why you're a WWE fanboy mark and you just don't understand good wrestling. Yep. As they're wiping hot pockets off their mouth. Ah, oh, but yeah. So then we go into Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega uh, taking out Pride and Powerful. Um, Omega and Hardy picked up the win on that. Um, MJF defeats Jobber number six hundred and seventy-three. Lee Jordan. Uh, Jericho takes on Sugar Dunkington, um, aka Pineapple Pete. Uh, of course, Jericho picks up a quick win on that and then destroys Vanguard. Can we get a football stadium match. Yep. Yep. Between the elite and the inner circle. Yep. Awesome. Uh, then the main event saw Brody Lee taking on Christopher Daniels. Um, of course, Lee went over Daniels. Brody Lee is in possession of the AEW World Heavyweight Championship from uh, the previous week. Uh, apparently, Dork Order Goon Number Ten has a been holding on to the title form. Uh, but Mox comes in and destroys Dark Order r- random member number 20. I don't know. I don't know. Which allows Brody to leave with the title still. So. I don't know where they're going with the story arc. Um, which is kind of funny because Brody, Brody Lee only gets a title shot because Cody cannot challenge for the world heavyweight title. And because he's... Oh. Uh... <laughs> He's busy taking uh, those by default. Trying to win another title, he's not going to actually win, uh, and have Mike Tyson, huh? I think he's going to win that title. I hope he wins you that title, win but the, I have a bad TNT feeling. I hope he does. Seeing as it's between. I think hopefully they will Seeing as it's between uh, Cody and uh, whatever that uh, Archer douchebag's name is, Lance Hoyt and Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk, Archer. Yeah, that guy too. <laughs> I really don't want them to give the title to Archer. Like Cody's the best bet for that. Oh boy. Oh, we lost Carl again. All right. So that was AEW. We're going to take a quick break here and we'll be back with our weekly trivia, our week three fantasy bookings, and the theme of the week. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon Podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone that's www 
C-R-A-T-E-J-O-Y.com. Searching Dates in a Box. All right, y'all, we are back. So uh, let's get into the weekly trivia, and we'll jump into our fantasy bookings, and we'll lay you down with that uh, theme of the week this week, which is a very manly theme. (laughs) All right, so last week's trivia question was a true or false question. Um, That question was, Bullet Club was intended to be a duo instead of a faction. Uh, The answer to that is true. Uh, Prince DeVitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor, and Bad Luck Fale uh, were the only two intended to be Bullet Club members, but due to the chemistry and friendship of uh, Carl Anderson, Tom Matonga, uh, DeVitt, and Fale, the original four members, that's how they became the faction within New Japan. So if you knew the answer to that was true, go ahead and give yourself that good old-fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back. Alrighty, uh, this week's question. So it was a fun one. Which of the following factions was Arn Anderson not a part of? Your choices are the Heenan family, the First Family, the Four Horsemen, or the Dangerous Alliance. And if you think you know the answer, go ahead and email us at askwrestlegeden at gmail.com. Uh, throw in the subject line episode 42 trivia question, or you can drop that answer on any social media post promoting this week's episode that's going to wrap up our weekly trivia and now we're going to get into our week three fantasy bookings you ready garrett i'm ready all right you uh definitely go first uh i went first last week all righty so uh this week we start off the show with a promo from the fiend uh running down matt hardy um, building up the their match for the pay per view for my Money in the Bank pay per view. So, um, do we get a Firefly Fan House? Uh, no, no. Well, we, we it will be a, a gimmicky type match. I believe it's a uh, it's a cage match or a Hell in the Cell match. I can't remember which one it was. But uh, opening match: Trevor Murdoch versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Trevor Murdoch picks up the win with the ace of spades. Awesome. 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 So uh, my show starts off with uh, Becky Lynch. She comes out trying to see where her uh, competition be at since she ain't getting that. Since she's pregnant. And since so she's pregnant, she's going to have to vacate the title. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Alexa, who... Uh, Says she's won two weeks in a row. Says she deserves a title shot. And uh, Bianca Belair says, not so fast. You haven't beat me. Which sets up a impromptu match between the two. 
where Alexa Bliss uh, hits uh, Bianca with a DDT for uh, for the one two three. Nice. So it's uh, no uh, Trevor Murdoch versus Ziggy Dice, but uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go with uh, I'm gonna go with Chris on this one. All right. Well, Ziggy Dice is on the show. He's just he's just on there a little later. <laughs> uh, let's see. My next match is uh, Matt Hardy taking on Adam Cole. Um, Adam Cole picks up the win after hitting the last shot after a brief distraction from some fiend theatrics. Nice. Uh, my second match is Velveteen Dream versus Ricky Starks with Velveteen Dream picking up the win with the Dream Valley Driver. And I'm going to have to go with Chris on this Oh, right. uh, next matchup, I've got a women's single match. Mia Yim taking on Mercedes Martinez and uh, with Martinez picking up the win. Uh, my third match, I feel like I should just change because like, I-, I know Carl too well to know that he's not going to like it anyway. But anyway, uh, uh, my third match is uh, basically Cesaro versus... Uh, not Cesaro, sorry. Sheamus versus uh, uh, Nick Jackson. And uh, <laughs> the uh, Gorgeous Gods are on commentary. And uh, basically, uh, the match ends in a DQ when the Street Profits come out there and start beating the shit out of the Gorgeous Gods. And y'all gets in the ring and all the tag teams just start beating the shit out of each other. And yeah, just ends the, <laughs> the little match there. I'm going to go with uh, Chris on this one. <laughs> I think yeah, you know sure. why, Garrett. Oh, I, I do. Think, I think you know why. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, next match is a singles match uh, between Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows at ringside, taking on Scott Dawson with uh, Dash Wilder at ringside as well. Dawson picks uh-huh. up the win. With the uh, assist from Wilder. Nice. Uh, my match four is for the number one contender for the IC title, which sees Shelton Benjamin versus Drew Gabagulak versus Ali. And Gulak picks up the win after tapping Ali out with the Gulak. I'm going to go with Garrett on this. <laughs> do, wait, do I know why? <laughs> Uh, no, you don't. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know why? It's because you don't like people at ringside. It, it, they, why are they at ringside? <laughs> if they're not wrestling, what the fuck's the point? <laughs> Emotional support. Oh, yeah, I guess you do know. I guess you do know why I'm there, <laughs> All right. Next up, I got a promo with Savage uh, building up his match between him and Finn Balor. Um, you know, classic. Oh, yeah. Classic uh, Savage match, like, oh yeah, you know Finn Balor, you can bring the demon paints, but Savage is gonna walk up and down you. Oh yeah, all that good stuff. 
um, which leads into a women's match between Beth Phoenix and Sheeta, with Sheeta picking up the win. So, uh, my match five is also a women's match, which sees mm-hmm. Lita versus Allison K, and Lita hits Allison with the Swanton for the win. Hey, Mike, no, Lita's finisher is a women's all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I like this one. It's so good. And I, I, I'm going with Alita as well. <laughs> it's because you like thongs. <laughs> it is. If y'all don't know, and, uh, Carl's, da- Carl's, uh, Carl's day <laughs> job is uh, he's the thong specialist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has on repeat on his phone all day Cisco's thong song. <laughs> oh. and, I lo- and I love those redheads <laughs> alright uh, my next match is a tag team match where the winning team will get spots in the money in the bank ladder match uh, this saw Zicky Dice and Heath Slater team up against the team of Isaiah Swerve Scott and Orange Cassidy with Zicky Dice and Slater getting the win. Uh, my match six uh, sees uh, Seth Rollins taking on uh, Sting. A condom. <laughs> A condom. <laughs> A condom loss. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Rollins curve stop Sting for the win. Uh, Cody was on commentary. Uh, you know, gotta check out Rollins for their match at the pay per view. And uh, after the match, uh, you see uh, Sting in the ring, uh, questioning whether or not this was his last week on SmackDown. Oh, oh man! All right, main event. What for these man? Oh, I gotta give my my pick. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> my bad. Um, both of these matches had people I love versus people that I hate. Uh, so um, I don't know. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Garrett on this one. <laughs> Just with uh, the Sting questioning himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the main event for Raw uh, saw Finn Balor take on Angel Garza with uh, Finn picking up the win after hitting the coup de gras. Uh, my match seven uh, is a uh, singles match between Roddy Strong and Kenny Omega. Winner of the match faces Aldis at the pay-per-view. Uh, which sees Omega hit Roddy with a V-trigger for the win. And as the show goes down, there's a stare-down between Aldis and Omega. Dun-dun-dun. Damn, damn. Damn, man. Y'all make it too hard on this, dude. <laughs> that's a both that's solid main events. And, and um, what was the stakes in yours, Chris? What was that? 
Did you have stakes in yours? Nope, just a uh, singles match. Just a singles yeah. match? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Garrett then, I guess, because of the stakes. And I like to see uh, Kenny Omega challenging for the world title. Um, so I'm gonna go with Garrett on this one. What's the score? So here's uh, what's, here's what's funny. Okay, Chris won the first three matches. I won the last four. Wow. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow. telling in my head, I was like, "What the hell? This isn't gonna actually happen, is it?" So, uh, that puts you up this month, two to one. Yeah, it does. We don't know what the hell is gonna happen if there's a tie. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, that's true. What's gonna happen? <laughs> do, I get, do I get to take both legends? <laughs> does that mean uh, Jared King Lawyer and uh, Bill Dundee both are coming? To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know one it's thing I thought time. about too, though, about it. We never specifically said which legend. So, like for instance, like you could change our woman legend. Well, in any legend, so I mean, like, it doesn't matter. It's just whatever legend. So, like he wants to flip out, you know, my Beth Phoenix for fabulous Mula or May Young. <laughs> he can do so. Yeah. I know he likes him some May Young. <laughs> I'm sure he, I'm sure she 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 has a wide supply of granny thong somewhere. She's got a only, only way I take my only way I take my young is if uh, Mark Henry is on one of y'all's rosters. She's got a <laughs> May Young's got a hand up on the competition. She was the last diva to be pregnant, wasn't she? That <laughs> no, was Maria. What what, what did she give uh, birth to? A hand. Uh, a hand, that's right. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a uh, hand. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. All right, so next week. And you know, uh, what was that? Oh no! Let's go ahead. I was gonna make a joke, but it ain't that funny now. That I thought about it. <laughs> All right. So next week we'll do next week will be our pay per views. Um, five matches each uh, to for the pay per view. Uh, winning person uh, gets to trade out one member of their roster for anyone um, currently active. And loser gets their legend replaced by Carl. I don't know. What's and I'm still deciding. I'm still deciding that it's gonna be superstar Bill Dundee, Dirty Dutch Mantel, <laughs> or Gypsy Joe. <laughs> Tom the Toxic Turtle. <laughs> Ooh. Oh man! When y'all are getting Jackie Fargo, baby. <laughs> Jackie Fargo. <sighs> oh, awesome. Uh, but we we have no idea what's going to happen in case of a tie because it we'll is figure uh, two it out. to one this month. So we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll we'll let you know next week if there is if it happens to be a tie. Did you, did you know the answer to the trivia question, Garrett? Even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. 
I'm sure Carl knows the answer to the trivia question. I think I know, but I'm not 100 percent certain. You can, uh, you can. I'm not gonna say it. Though. You can tell me after after we're uh, done recording. I'll let you know if you're right or not. <laughs> anyway, uh, all all it's right. Time, so um, if, it's time for this amazing uh, song uh, song to close out the show. Theme of the week, the superstar theme of the week. Uh, we're gonna do things a little bit differently with this. Uh, each week, one of us will pick the theme of the week to close out the show. Um, Carl picked actually the last two weeks because we just I picked like the last three yeah, weeks in a row or something. <laughs> just taking <laughs> suggestions. So, but, uh, Garrett's got this week's pick. Uh, Garrett, which theme of the week are you going with? You there, Garrett? Garrett is gone. No! Hey, can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Oh, yeah. Just because I closed... Uh, I don't know. I closed my phone. Whatever. Okay. I know you uh, you uh, dweebs don't watch uh, Up, Up, Down, Down because, you know, I'm a dweeb. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they uh, play uh, Uno and... Uh, they played this amazing song and made uh, Cesaro sing it. It was great. And, uh, yeah, it's our theme of the week this week. And it is uh, Man's Man uh, by uh, Sir William Regal. Uh, it is uh, by far the funniest damn song I have ever heard. And, uh, yeah, because <laughs> he's a man. He's a man's a man. man. Well, the, the Such a man. He's a real <laughs> man's man. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. All right. And while you guys are enjoying. I, I don't feel like Carl knows it. So this will be a treat for him. This will be a treat for you, sir. You're going to love it. You're going to fucking love it. You're going to be like, this oh, was man. William Regal's theme song. <laughs> yep. There's a video on it, too. That's great. So while you guys are enjoying the theme of the week, please remember to follow us on social media at Pod on Instagram uh, with two Ds, Pod on Twitter with one D, uh, AskWrestleGeddon at gmail.com if you want to email us anything at all. And give us a like on Facebook at Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddon. Um, also, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, share. Uh, any link that you have for us for the podcast on any podcast app that you're listening to with all your friends. Even if your friends aren't wrestling fans, they may know someone who is. So please spread the word. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please go ahead and give us that five-star review as that helps um, spread word about our podcast as well. Um, that's all I've got. You guys got anything? Nope. I don't have a... Oh, Lord. (sighs) You got anything, Garrett? No, nothing. Nothing worth talking about. Okay. All right, so that'll wrap up episode 42 of the WrestleGetting Podcast, and we will catch you guys next week for episode 43 
where we will break down AEW's Double or Nothing. Um, as that is coming up Sunday, May 20... Is it Sunday or Saturday? May 23rd, whatever that day is. Uh, which will be... Uh, Tony Albina? Uh, uh, no. No. <laughs> no. I'm not spending $50 on an oh. AEW pay-per-view. To watch botched women's matches. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there'll be a stream out there somewhere I could piggyback or pirate off of. <laughs> oh yeah. Let's just oh, hope Shido wins the fucking women's title. That's all we can hope for. Oh god, it's probably not gonna happen. We're gonna keep it on Nyla Rose. Cause she she hasn't even defended that damn title since she won it. Is she turning into the Brock Lesnar? Of AEW? <laughs> Find out next Possibly. time on Double or Nothing. <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. We'll catch you next week. I'm Chris Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun. And as always, he is the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. Thank you all for listening. Later, Marks. It's the hero of the damn it!